Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Wild Card Weekend is here as your Carolina Panthers continue their search for a new head coach. And as the last guy, Ron Rivera, was introduced yesterday in Washington, did you know Mike McCarthy, Eric Bieniemy, Josh McDaniel, and Baylor head coach Matt Rule, who does also have an NFL background, are at least four of the known coaches of interest for David Tepper, the Panthers owner. We will pick over the coaching carousel and celebrate actual playoff games. The Bills at the Texans tomorrow, the Titans at the Patriots, the Vikings at the Saints on Sunday afternoon, followed by the Seahawks at the Eagles. It's all AFC tomorrow. It's all NFC on Sunday. While four of the other best teams in football get the weekend off, maybe your favorite is the Ravens, maybe the Chiefs. They look good whenever Mahomes is playing. Maybe the 49ers, who ended up the surprise best of the West. Maybe the Green Bay Packers. They all get to sit and watch and learn and rest and get healthy. As a couple, I think, at least, legit Super Bowl contenders will have to play on this opening weekend. The Patriots fit that description. The Saints fit that description. Maybe you have somebody else in mind as well. Darren Gant of Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports will drop by to talk all things National Football League, including that coaching car carousel and the Panthers' place on it. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are officially moving on from Jason Garrett. That he is described as a son-like figure in the world of Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. That tie has come to an end, at least in the head coaching kind of capacity. ESPN's Ed Werder reported this morning that Jason Garrett is done with the Cowboys. Remember, he's not technically fired because his contract has come to an end, but he will not continue in that capacity after nine years. This fact or two sounds strange to me because I grew up with a guy named Tom Landry on the Dallas sidelines, one of the more famous coaches in NFL history. His Cowboys were usually beating the Eagles of my youth. Jason Garrett, after nine seasons, 85 wins, 67 losses over those nine seasons, you know what the Albatross turned out to be. Zero trips to the Super Bowl, much less Super Bowl titles. Zero trips to the NFC title game, much less NFC championships. The Albatross was that lack of postseason success more than it was any kind of regular season debacle. Only Tom Landry, in the history of Cowboys football, only Tom Landry coached the Cowboys for more seasons than Jason Garrett's nine. And only Tom Landry led the Cowboys to more victories than Jason Garrett. So he will have his place in Cowboys history. But whatever that upside might be, the downside caused him to be shown the door a little bit earlier today. Darren Gant on the NFL in hour number three. If you're new to the David Glenn Show or new to what we call Free for All Friday, 
I probably technically should have opened today's show. As I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, we also have intern Will with us today representing William Peace University. I want to talk some college hoops today. I hope many Kaniacs out there want to talk some NHL with me. We recently saw the Canes beat the Washington Capitals, who may be the best team in the NHL, certainly one of the best and one of the most talented. Rematch tonight at PNC Arena. I will see you there in my on-the-glass seats with some friends. We'll talk some hockey. We'll talk some college hoops. We'll talk some NBA. We'll talk some college football. Believe it or not, today, a Power 5 head football coach showed up for work at 9 a.m., maybe the way you did, and was told to clean out his office. He's done. I mean, usually firings don't work that way in the coaching world, but it did for Joe Moorhead of Mississippi State. Shows up at 9 a.m., and he is no longer the head coach of the Bulldogs. More on that coaching carousel story. As remember, we still have 10 days to wait. In college football, there are more bowl games this weekend. But they're little itty-bitty bowls as we have to wait 10 more days for the LSU-Clemson clash that will determine this year's national championship. An unorthodox, weird, long wait this year. I explained the why of that yesterday. But if you're new to Free For All Friday or perhaps to the David Glenn Show, we are celebrating 10 years of statewide syndication. We are wishing everybody a happy new year. And as we've done for much of the last 20 years, we carve out more time for your phone calls on Fridays. What have we heard? Dating back to the origins of this show long, long ago, the lines are jammed too often, especially since we went live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. This allows you to steer the ship. Now, remember, I've brought a lot to the table on the four NFL wildcard weekend matchups. I will have at least one fun fact that I hope will stun or otherwise impress you as the Bills visit the Texans, the Titans visit the Patriots, the Vikings visit the Saints, and the Seahawks visit the Eagles. A fun fact, at least one, from each of those four as we try to figure out who's a fraud and who is legit to steal a phrase from an old friend. You can jump in by phone from anywhere in North Carolina or even around the world at 1-800-849-2761. The only rules... As we have fewer guests every Friday, perhaps less of my crazy rants and musings for better or for worse, I have brought to the table a lot on college hoops. Did you know 14 ACC basketball teams will be in action tomorrow in seven head-to-head matchups? And we, again, as usual, have some of the best teams in the country here in ACC country, here across North Carolina. Duke, number two in the nation, visits Miami. Florida State and Louisville are two of the best teams in the ACC, both in the national top 25. They play each other with the Seminoles visiting the Cardinals tomorrow. Virginia Tech, the surprise team of ACC basketball so far, visits the rival Virginia Cavaliers, last year's national champion, are back the, the Cavs are back in the top 25, but not quite at the level that they played a year ago, of course, during that sensational season. The Wolfpack visits Clemson. State is actually a top 10 team nationally in the offensive efficiency rankings. They are playing that well on that side of the ball for Kevin Keats, and it's an exciting time to be a Wolfpack basketball fan as he looks well-positioned to get his team to the big dance for the second time in his three years in Raleigh. Carolina still has no Cole Anthony, their star freshman point guard. They actually learned earlier today more bad news. Their freshman guard, Anthony Harris, 
tore his other ACL. You saw that nasty fall in the Heels' most recent game. He is out for the season, of course. The guy missed his senior year of high school because he tore one ACL. Now he's missing most of his freshman year with the Tar Heels because he just learned he tore his other ACL. Carolina has Georgia Tech at home tomorrow. Pitt and Clemson coming to Chapel Hill right after that. Those are three lighter weights in the ACC, and all are visiting the Smith Center. So even though Cole Anthony remains out and now Anthony Harris, who looked to possibly be part of the solution as Roy Williams tinkered with his lineup, is also out, the Heels at least face three very beatable opponents all at home over the next eight days. You better do well against those three as you wonder exactly when the star Cole Anthony returns from his knee surgery. Wake Forest visits Pitt. Notre Dame is at Syracuse in an old Big East flashback game. We have college basketball on our mind. We have college football on our mind. We have a lot of NFL poised and ready to go. The NBA as well. NBA uniforms are going to honor the late commissioner David Stern. Uh, this weekend and moving forward, we talked about his legacy yesterday with Rick Bennell, the Charlotte Observer, as I shared some of my sentiments. One of the greatest commissioners in the history of American sports, not an exaggeration. He died this week at the age of 77, served full 30 years in his capacity as the NBA commissioner. As I say hello to Darren Vaught, and as we look forward to Darren Gant, and as we open the phone lines right now, Veteran callers get in before the break. Smart people across North Carolina. The only rules, remember, as long as it has to do with sports or this statewide radio show or any combination of those things, it is fair game for your question, comment, or complaint. Will is taking your calls right now, 1-800-849-2761. I perhaps, Darren, should have started today's show with not a happy New Year or happy Friday, a happy Thanksgiving, right? I mean, Daniel Snyder was introducing Ron, Ra Ron Rivera, former Panthers head coach, as the new guy in Washington, and he actually had a brain cramp while starting his press conference. Did you see this? I mean, I've been an MC for a lot of events. I do a lot of public speaking. I know how painful it can be to have a brain cramp at exactly the wrong time, so I might as well just wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Now we ramp into Free For All Friday with your phone calls and, of course, all that I have brought to the table about the week that was, even some holiday leftovers, and the weekend to come in the NBA, NFL, college football, and college basketball. I'll see you at the Canes game tonight, and I'll talk to you on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. How long can you get away with saying Happy Thanksgiving? Darren, when I walked into our building today, I did say Happy New Year to someone. Yeah. It's the third. I had not seen this person since the turn of the calendar. So I'm allowed a little leeway there, right? I could probably say Happy New Year, maybe even Monday, if I saw somebody yeah. that I hadn't seen. I, I think you probably get, what, a, a week to 10 days into okay? the new year where it's okay. I don't know if that it, it, it carryover applies to Thanksgiving. However but, uh, long the leeway is with Happy Thanksgiving, and frankly, there are too many things that we fight about in life that aren't worth fighting over. There are other things where we should draw lines and enforce them, even if it's painful to do so. How long you're allowed to say Happy Thanksgiving falls into the not worth a fist fight category for me. However, even if you're of the mindset, let's say, Darren, you give me three weeks. You say it's cool if I say Happy Thanksgiving well into mid-December. 
I do have to observe that, you know, once Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa <laughs> and New Year's all pass, I think at that point, under any sane definition of appropriateness, I think at that point, Happy Thanksgiving becomes officially outdated. Am I right about that? I think so. Once you get to another prominent holiday, you don't need to wish anyone a happy holiday uh, past. Well put, my friend. Darren Vaught is going to exercise his free-for-all Friday freedoms by sharing a story that involves UNC football coach Mac Brown and High Point basketball coach Tubby Smith as their careers intertwined years ago. Both Tubby and Mac, remember, are members of that exclusive national championship club in their respective sports. Darren will exercise his freedoms. Ken in Wilmington wants to start the free-for-all Friday phone calls. You can join us as the lines light up, can I still say, like a Christmas tree across North Carolina? <laughs> your phone calls on Free For All Friday. More of my fun facts on the NFL weekend to come. I've brought a lot to the table on college hoops because we are, as usual, the center of the college basketball universe here in ACC country and across our great state, even beyond the Atlantic Coast Conference. You can be next with your question or comment. I follow your lead once a week. You hopefully follow ours four times each week here on the statewide David Glenn Show. Ken in Wilmington, you from Asheville or Boone or High Point, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Greenville, Wilmington, and every other place you'd want to live in this great state. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere if I have my way. <laughs> You're listening to The David Glenn Show. It's an honor to serve as a coach in the NFL. There are only 32 of us at any one given time. These jobs are scarce. This one, the Washington Redskins, is special. This is one of the almost original teams. There's a lot of history behind this football team. And in order for us to get back to where we want to be, we've got to study that history and prepare to repeat that history. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are coming right to your phone calls because that's what Free For All Friday means. That, of course, was the voice of Ron Rivera, formerly your Panthers head coach. And in my opinion, the best the Panthers have ever had in that capacity. Introduced yesterday in Washington, Daniel Snyder, the owner, opened with a, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Ron Rivera made a lot more sense after that. He talked about changing culture as we come to Oscar in Pilot Mountain, who has the NFL playoffs on his mind. Kyle in Raleigh has the coaching carousel on his mind as the Panthers are reported to be looking at, among others, Mike McCarthy, we know has interviewed twice, the former Packers head coach. Eric Bieniemy is the Chiefs offensive coordinator under Andy Reid. Remember the way NFL rules work, since the Chiefs have a bye, if you're in David Tepper's shoes, Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to talk to Eric Bieniemy, but because of the way the rules are written for teams on a bye, you have a chance to do that this week. And we know he's on the Panthers' hit list, or at least coach of interest list. Josh McDaniel is busy this weekend. He is the Patriots' offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach as a younger guy 
a whole lot of people believe that he can still be a great head coach despite his failure previously. Some think he's just going to wait in New England until Bill Belichick moves on, but David Tepper has interest in Josh McDaniel as well. Finally, Baylor head coach Matt Rule just lost a bowl game to the Georgia Bulldogs, but he's put together an impressive stretch with the Baylor Bears at the college level in the Big 12. He also does have an NFL background, so that would not be like a Dabo Sweeney, Lincoln Riley, you know, jump to a place they have never been before. I don't think that's going to happen, and I've explained why let's come to your free-for-all Friday calls as you steer the ship Ken in Wilmington thinks he knows why Daniel Snyder wished everybody a happy Thanksgiving six weeks after that holiday Oscar and Pilot Mountain Kyle and Raleigh and you can be next I will sprinkle fun facts about all four NFL wildcard weekend matchups throughout today's show here is one for you as we come to Oscar and Pilot Mountain Kyle and Raleigh and Ken in Wilmington 42 year old Tom Brady has more playoff victories, 30-3-0, than the other 11 starting quarterbacks in this year's playoffs combined. The other 11 together have 26 postseason wins. Brady by himself has 30. Now, I am, to be clear on the Patriots, I am not a believer that the dynasty is over. However, I am a believer that this is not the Patriots' year. They just don't have enough offensively. I don't know if the Titans will beat them in Foxborough. They are hard to beat at home, especially. But this is not going to be the Patriots' year. We don't even know if this is Brady's last year in New England. Remember, his contract expires after this season, and he is 42 years old. So Patriots' dynasty can keep going. I just don't think it's going to keep going with a Super Bowl this year. I think the eventual Super Bowl champion is probably somebody sitting at home this weekend as the Packers and the 49ers and, more importantly, the Ravens and the Chiefs get to sit and watch as these eight other teams beat each other up. Kyle is in the triangle. Let's get rolling with free-for-all Friday phone calls. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. We have the NHL, college basketball, the NBA, college football, and the NFL on our mind. You can steer our ship ship anywhere in those universes or even elsewhere. You're in control every Friday on the David Glenn Show. Kyle, welcome, and go right ahead. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Long-time listener, and I've called in a couple times before. But uh, I just want to get your take real quick on, like, so Josh McDaniels has been throwing around a lot with uh, the New York Giants and everything like that. You know, they had the meeting with him and everything like that. Right. I just want to know what you thought of as Josh McDaniels taking over for the Giants. Because, I mean, they do have what could be at least a decent offense if they just had the right offensive mind in there. But do you think Josh McDaniels would actually be the best fit for the Giants? I would take Josh McDaniels if I were the Giants. Now, I'm an Eagles fan, so full transparency and disclosure. Uh, you know, what? what is the best way, to, if you have a buddy who's also an NFL fan, it, this happens in college sports all the time, when the fans that you hate the most are concerned about your hire, that's good news. When the fans you hate the most, I don't care if it's State versus Carolina or, you know, Yankees versus Red Sox or pick any other rivalry, when they just shrug their shoulders at your latest hire, that's bad news. I would not shrug my shoulders as an Eagles fan if the Giants hired Josh McDaniels. You know what I did when Pat Shermer was hired? I shrugged my shoulders. You know, uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, But would I be interested if I were you? Yes. Uh, Do I think he would be an upgrade? Yes. He's still a really young guy. It's easy to forget because he's been a head coach before, but Josh McDaniels is a baby by NFL standards. 
I'd hire him in a heartbeat if I were the New York Giants. I have not seen – it was interesting to me that they kept former Panthers GM Dave Gettleman while we knew the axing of Shermer was coming. We thought maybe both of those heads would roll. So Dave Gettleman is still the architect, like Marty Herney gets to hang around for David Tepper here in Carolina country. I don't know where Dave Gettleman wants to go in terms of a coach. We do know that the Giants have a heck of a running back in Saquon Barkley, and he is worth building around in a different way than Christian McCaffrey, more of a dual threat, is worth building around here. It's not an easy road to the top of the mountain to spend big bucks or high draft picks on running backs. The Panthers and the Giants have chosen to do that, but they have found gems in both cases. Now, are the Giants going to waste Saquon Barkley's prime? Or are they going to build around them with a new coach, a better offensive line, and a better defense? Uh, I have seen Matt Rule also on the Panthers list uh, as a Giants target. We'll see. He is also somebody that if I were a Giants fan, I'd be very interested in talking to. If you can win at Baylor more than temporarily and you have the background as an NFL assistant coach, man, that's really, really appealing. Baylor is not an easy place to win consistently, and Matt Rule has already pulled that off after an excellent stop uh, prior to that in the group of five. Ken in Wilmington, happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. What's going on? Yeah, I heard on a local radio show this morning, uh, sports show, we only have one local, um, that he said that because apparently the the Redskins beat the Panthers on Thanksgiving Day this year. Is that true? I don't know. Well, they did. Even Ron Rivera did joke during the press conference about the Washington win over his Panthers. He joked that basically that got him fired. He joked that I am here because you beat me while wearing a different set of colors. So I don't know if if Daniel Snyder had built on the punchline, I'd be more believable. I'd, I'd be more willing to believe that it wasn't just a brain cramp. First he, off, happy Thanksgiving, just, everybody. He opened up. You know, he probably had 10 things on his mind, and he opened up, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, when he probably meant, first off, happy New Year, everybody. Now, is it possible that was a punchline? I guess. But he didn't follow up on that punchline. He didn't give any indication that it was on purpose. I think it was just a slip of the tongue. First off, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I watched not all of that press conference, but I wanted to see Ron Rivera's take. He dodged the question, by the way. How do you, Ron Rivera, why do you, and this is a fair question. When I talk to journalism schools and communication schools and young students, I always say your job is to avoid dumb questions. Your job is not to avoid uncomfortable questions. There are a lot of Americans beyond sports and certainly coaches and others within sports, athletes too, who just have a disrespect for the media because anything that makes them uncomfortable makes the media the bad guy. In air quotes. Well, that's that's our job is to pursue the truth. Now we have to be fair and accurate and be professional, but it's not our job to just make you feel warm and fuzzy. And we should not, and I absolutely do not apologize for asking you a question that, while fair, is a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm not that confident to be candid about the next generation, at least not in large percentages, and their willingness. They've somehow been taught to more kowtow. You know, you're the young journalist, and this is the established athlete or coach. 
Well, your age has nothing to do with whether something is a valid question or not. Now, you better do your homework because if you ask the dumb questions and the unfair questions, people are going to lose respect for you. But somebody in that room had to say to, to Ron Rivera, and at this, I mean, I think by the time I turned like 26, I was willing to ask these questions, maybe not at 19. But it's not fun to get the look from the former UNC coach Dean Smith or nowadays Roy Williams. It's not fun to get the look from Coach K if you ask a fair but uncomfortable question. It's not fun. But, you know, most of our jobs are not 100% fun all the time. Sometimes it's a valid question while being uncomfortable. Somebody had to ask, hey, Ron, under this Daniel Snyder guy, you know, Marty Schottenheimer was a pretty darn good NFL head coach, and he fell on his face in Washington under Daniel Snyder. That Joe Gibbs guy was great with Washington under different ownership, but, man, when he tried to pull it off under that Daniel Snyder guy, he fell on his face as well. That Steve Spurrier dude was one of the best college coaches we've ever seen, and while working for Daniel Snyder, fell on his face in Washington. And still sounds bitter about it as he complains about Daniel Snyder manipulating and getting engaged and involved in things that are really not his place when you, hi when you should be hiring quality coaches and letting them do their jobs. Mike Shanahan is another guy with a good track record in some ways and fell on his faith, face as every, every Daniel Snyder hire. What is it, six now prior to Ron? All of them. Some of them with great track records, others not as much. But the bottom line is Joe Gibbs, Marty Schottenheimer, Mike Shanahan, Steve Spurrier, these guys couldn't get it done. And this Daniel Snyder guy said all the right things while introducing them. Thankfully, somebody asked that question. If I knew who it was, I'd give them credit by name. I'm sorry that I don't. And, and Ron Rivera did what he had to do. He dodged the question. And that's okay. But you did your job as a journalist by asking an absolutely fair and relevant question. This guy's considered the worst owner in the NFL. You don't have to put it in those words, but you do have to ask the question because it, look at the dead bodies in his wake. Look at the dysfunction in his wake. Why would you take this job, Ron, as somebody described as one of the more compelling candidates on this year's coaching carousel? And Ron dodged it. And what did he say? Something along the lines of, I believe in me and my way and I'm willing to bet on me and my way. Well, <laughs> you could have gone a hundred different directions in addressing essentially a Daniel Snyder question. He chose door number 101 and dodged it entirely. And he was smart, probably. I mean, the last thing you want to do is take a veiled shot as the guy who just signed you to a five-year contract. I don't blame Ron Rivera for dodging the question. I'm just glad the question was asked, and it is fair for anyone rooting for Ron Rivera and his family, as I am, to wonder in a year where who knows, maybe he just didn't want to risk sitting out a year, but he's viewed almost universally with respect. The Browns have a vacancy. The Giants have a vacancy. Now the Cowboys have a vacancy. I, I mean, would you, I'm not the biggest Jerry Jones fan, but would you rather work in Dallas or Washington? Not even close. I don't even like either franchise. Again, I'm an Eagles fan. I would put up with the lunacy of Jerry Jones because he has deep pockets, a passion for winning. Yes, he medals, but he also is a football guy. He's a former football player. 
He won three Super Bowl rings under two coaches early in his time as the Cowboys' ownership. Now, a lot has gone wrong since then, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be a headache as an owner, but I would have prioritized the Cowboys' job above the Washington job. The Browns are kind of dysfunctional, so I'm not sure I would to go there. But the Giants, and, and even the job, of course, that was his, the Panthers, much better jobs than what he just got in Washington. We'll get to more of your calls on the other side. You are steering the ship on Free For All Friday. I have college hoops on my mind. I will drop more fun facts about each of the four NFL wildcard weekend matchups throughout today's program. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. You can steer us back to the NHL, NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball. Those seem to be the five topics of choice, at least so far. I have a lot more on some of them, but remember, Free For All Friday rules allow you to steer us elsewhere. As long as it has something to do with sports and or something to do with this statewide radio show, it is fair game for your question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. The best matchup of the NFL weekend to come, the best matchup of the NBA weekend to come, the best matchup of the college basketball weekend to come, and I am thrilled to say that the best matchup of the NHL weekend to come is right here in our backyard, and it is tonight. I will see you there. More on those stories with more of your calls. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can be next on The David Glenn Show. Davo Sweeney, welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Yeah, how man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to how see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80. 8-0. The original Death Valley, you know, literally. This is The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. You are steering the ship. We do have one guest later, Darren Gant on the NFL. The best matchups of the weekend. Are you ready? I'll go rapid fire and then right back to your phone calls. You steer the ship. You pick the topic. I have a lot more on the NFL, NBA, college hoops, NHL, and other matters. Happy New Year to everybody if this is your first visit on the David Glenn Show here in 2020. College hoops. I'll be watching a lot of ACC basketball, including Duke's trip to Miami, Carolina hosting Georgia Tech, NC State visits Clemson, Wake Forest goes to Pittsburgh. But the best matchups are really beyond our state. Florida State visits Louisville. They are two of the three or four best teams in the ACC this year, both in the national rankings. They go head-to-head. Leonard Hamilton and the Seminoles are really good defensively again. Long, athletic, and tough as usual. A lot of depth for FSU. They visit a Chris Mack Louisville team that I think is actually the best combination of talent, depth, and experience. There are other teams that have two out of those three. The Cardinals play a lot of guys, have a lot of juniors and seniors, and some of them will be on their way to the NBA. FSU at Louisville, as all, well, 14 out of 15 ACC basketball programs play tomorrow against each other. So seven head-to-head matchups. I think Boston College is the only one without a dance partner. I'll be tuned into a lot of that, but elsewhere... West Virginia is at Kansas in Big 12 play. They're two of the best teams in the country that I've seen so far. And on Sunday, Michigan is at Michigan State in the CBS national game. 
Juwan Howard has the Wolverines off to a really good start, including a win over Carolina in his rookie season as a college head coach. And, of course, Sparty, only 14th in the rankings. I think they're actually better than that. They have lost infamously, uh, including to Virginia Tech, the surprise team of the ACC so far this season. But those are great college basketball matchups, as, of course, most of our attention is on the National Football League. As we come to Stephen Apex, who has hockey on his mind, you can join us at 1 1-800-849-2761. One more fun fact. I gave you the Brady has more playoff wins than the other starting 11 quarterbacks in this year's playoffs combined. Here's one from the Bills at Texans game. That's actually the first of the four matchups, the late afternoon game tomorrow, 435 or so start. Both teams went 10-6 and six in the regular season. I don't think either is a candidate to make a long run in the postseason, but just for fun, how's this for a fun fact? I respect the heck out of Sean McDermott, the former Panthers defensive coordinator, who now has led the Bills to the playoffs, where they rarely had been prior to his arrival twice in the last three years. Josh Allen is actually making his playoff debut. He became a pretty good dual-threat quarterback this year for the Buffalo Bills. Here's the fun fact, or if you're a Bills fan, a not-so-fun fact. The last time Buffalo won a playoff game was 1995. Jim Kelly was their quarterback. Those are among the things at stake as the Bills visit the Texans. Tomorrow night will be Titans at Patriots, and then on Sunday, Vikings at Saints and Seahawks at Eagles. A fun fact from each of the four matchups, two of the four still to come. Steve, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go ahead and steer our ship. What's going on? How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, man. Happy New Year to you. There you go. I was going to do that. I was going to see if I was... Two days too late, but that's fine. You know, you know me. You know how I mean you are. Yeah, you get plenty of leeway. First Steve. off, it's happy so Thanksgiving. Happy everybody. Thanksgiving too. On top of it. <laughs> hey Dave, I got a question. I want I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but you know, you 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 got the inside track on this. Is this thing true about Justin Weed maybe coming back? I know he probably won't be a captain, but is he coming back or is it just coaching or what's going? We on? believe he's coming back, but. Uh, it's it's more than rumor because Justin Williams has said this door has been left open. Kane's owner Tom Dundon and Kane's head coach Rod Brindamore have said they purposely left the door open from their side. It's it is a matter, as you said, of salary cap issues. Justin Williams was like a four or five million dollar player in his age thirty six, age thirty seven seasons. So now he's thirty eight, and the question becomes, most importantly, can you squeeze? If you sign Justin Williams right now, and remember, he has not played a game. He took a break from hockey, but he purposely did not call it a retirement. So the Canes have moved forward without him. Rod Brindamore has emphasized from the start, got to psychologically move on. You can't have in the back of your mind, ah, we'll just have to play okay until Justin Williams comes back to save the season. You can't do that, and they are not doing that. To me, they're one of the half a dozen best teams in the National Hockey League, and their record reflects that as they host Washington again tonight. I think that's the best matchup of the NHL weekend. But the Tampa Bay Lightning is another of the best, most talented teams in the NHL. They visit the Canes on Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to both of those, games three and four of a seven-game homestand. Those seats are filling up, by the way. Y'all know I've been a season ticket holder for a long time. The Kaniac Nation is responding. I'm not saying every seat is filled every night, but after almost a decade where I felt like half the seats were empty, when we go, and I'll be in my front row seats tonight, it feels like 90% of the seats are filled 
on the weekend nights especially. You can't argue about the visitors. Washington tonight, lightning on Sunday. We'll see if the Canes can build on their 2-0 and start. They have two wins to start this seven-game homestand. Justin Williams, they can soon squeeze him in under the salary cap. That's the good news. You still have to negotiate terms, right? So if Justin thought he was worth four or five millions for a full season, does that automatically mean that he would take, you know, they are about at the midseason point, right? So if you were a four or five million dollar guy for 80 plus games, does that mean you're a two and a half million dollar guy for 40 games? I mean, he's, they have to negotiate that, right? And as long as, and the Canes are tight on salary cap space. I have not said that often in my lifetime as a Canes fan. But Tom Dundon has spent more than his predecessor as the Canes owner in most years. And Tom Dundon also has done some salary cap maneuvering where he just kind of carries some salary as part of a transaction. Well, the bottom line is, after most of two decades where the Canes never had to worry about reaching the salary cap ceiling, usually it was their fans saying, why don't you guys spend more? Why are you so close to the floor, much less the ceiling, right? You're getting, with each passing week, there's more room, right? If, if Justin Williams gives you his number, and that number, of course, goes down, if he joins a week later or two weeks later, you get paid for how much you're playing, right? So with each passing week, there's more ability to spend un- while staying under the cap it sounds to me like Justin Williams wants to come back he has been skating on his own for more than a month Sarah Sivian my colleague at the Athletic Carolina has been all over this story and just wrote about it the other day so I'll defer to her on all the gory details but Justin Williams wants to come back the Canes want him back remember he is not the Canes property technically so any NHL team could swoop in with an offer, and maybe they have more room under the cap. Now, Justin Williams is a family guy and has spent a lot of time with his kids, and they purposely kept their house here. And it sounded like when he took his break from hockey, if he came back, he really, really, really wanted it to be as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes, the team he helped win the Stanley Cup back in 2006, and the team that he has been uh, a worthwhile, amazing captain for, you know, as recently as last year. Will they do it? I can't say with certainty. Should they do it? Yes. Does it sound like they're going to do it? Yes. I think the timetable is a little bit harder to predict, but uh, I think the smart money is on it happening at some point in this month, maybe even this weekend, maybe next week, but it's, it, fe- it would feel strange if the calendar turned to February and that deal wasn't done yet. 1-800-849-2761. Free for All Friday continues with your phone calls. The best matchups of the weekend include college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. Of course, they're led by four NFL wildcard weekend matchups. More fun facts from each of those, some more pleasant than others. With more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. We do have lines open for the first time in a long time. Maybe it'll be your first phone call to the David Glenn Show. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. You steer the ship on the other side. Darren Gant on the NFL third hour. More of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. 
won't get a shot off before it's 24 seconds on the game clock. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little Hornets for you. They are 14-23 and 23 and thus out of the playoff picture as expected. They visit Dallas tomorrow. Chance to see Luka Doncic if you're a Hornets fan and you want to follow them at least on TV as they hit the road. The NBA is nearing the midpoint of its regular season. We do have time for your calls, free-for-all Friday style, as we look forward to Darren Gant of NBC Sports on all things NFL. Bills at Titans tomorrow. Whoever wins, it will be the first playoff victory for one of the quarterbacks. Easy to remember that Josh Allen has never had one. It's his first playoff start tomorrow, ever. Harder to remember that Deshaun Watson has never had one, despite all of his accomplishments. I guess you'd have to say he has a playoff victory, just not at the NFL level. The former Clemson quarterback has done a lot of great things for Houston. It is the Texans hosting the Bills in the late afternoon game tomorrow. Tomorrow night, it's that Brady guy hosting Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Tannehill has been one of the most pleasant surprises of the entire NFL season. His QB or passer rating is absolutely off the charts. Tennessee heads to Foxborough with head coach Mike Vrabel leading the way. Remember, he is a former Patriots linebacker who won three Super Bowls during his time playing for Bill Belichick. He will be matched on the opposite sideline. And as I give you fun facts from each of the four matchups this weekend, Vikings at Saints, Seahawks at Eagles, and we will come back to your calls at the start of hour number two. You can line up right now at 1-800-849-2761. I am stretching the definition of fun fact as I offer you this one from the NFL or the NFC games that await us on Sunday. Vikings at Saints, I'll save my fun fact for later. The Seattle Seahawks are visiting my Philadelphia Eagles in the late game, meaning Sunday afternoon. Fun fact, how many times has Russell Wilson in his distinguished NFL career lost to the Philadelphia Eagles? Answer, zero. Not a fun fact by my definition of such <laughs> things. Not at all a fun fact, and in fact, I'll add a little twist Russell Wilson's 4-0 career record against the Philadelphia Eagles includes, guess what, going to Philly this year and beating these Eagles. That actually happened. It was back in late November. Neither team could move the ball very well. The final score, I think, was 17-9 to Seattle over Philly. Now, what might be different now? Carson Wentz has four straight clutch victories and four straight examples of really clutch play after struggling earlier in the year while the Eagles had a lot of injuries, especially on offense. The bad news, again, not a fun fact, Philly will be missing at least five offensive starters again on Sunday as they try to beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. The lines at the beginning of the week had all four home teams as the favorite. So much money is on Seattle to beat the Eagles in Philly that the lines in Vegas have now shifted that visiting Seattle is the favorite. Back to your free-for-all Friday calls next. Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show.